You're listening to the Geek Watch Podcast, episode 66. 2019 ain't over yet. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 66 of the Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and with me, as always, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Hello, Brian. Well, of course, the big news, we have uh, Marvel's Avenger Endgame still chugging along. Even though it does feel like an end, it just seems like this week has been a lot of reminders that, hey, 2019 isn't through with the geeky stuff. There's a bunch of it coming up in the next months or so, and we're going to talk about that, certainly. But before we get started with that, I did want to bring something up. Uh, we didn't talk about this last week because, of course, that was our Endgame podcast. We just we did uh, a spoiler review. But uh, last week, uh, Peter Mayhew passed away yeah. on April, uh, April 30th at the age of 74. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, the Geek Watchers out there know him as the gentle giant who uh, portrayed Chewbacca in the Star Wars uh, movies. And uh, he was just um, a hair away from his 75th birthday. Wow. But uh, the the tributes of, from everyone um, have been really touching. Mark Hamill had some really nice things to say. Yep. Of course, uh, I mean, everybody just really, just uh, Harrison Ford, I mean, it, it really... Uh, touched me you know a lot of things that he had to say about his friend and i mean he was supposed to have made a convention appearance so they left his booth up and uh they would have people who were going to get uh autographs from him come up and make donations to his preferred charities and oh yeah that's just well he he did a lot of charity work which uh which just goes to say you know that just goes to show what kind of a man that uh that he was Again, just having the ability to wear a yak's hair suit, you know, and only really be able to to express himself through his eyes and his body movements, but to but to take a character like Chewbacca and make him so well loved, you know, I mean that just shows the skill and talent that that he had as an actor. And of course, I mean he was he was a fixture of of the Star Wars movies, and uh, he will certainly be missed. Well, let's talk a little bit about Marvel Avengers because it made another billion dollars over the last weekend. This is breaking the bank. It is. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. So people are still going to see it. I'm still seeing people online, especially on Facebook, telling people, don't give me any spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so apparently there are more people still waiting to see it. So now whether it's going to be, uh, it's going to be able to keep that momentum, I don't know. I don't know if this is like a huge explosion at the beginning and it's going to it's going to filter out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it keeps going at the rate that it's going, I mean, it's going to be the Could top it break Avatar. Um there was uh, I can't remember if we were talking about it or Kevin and I were talking about it was that Avatar stayed in the theater for a long time and it didn't have a whole lot of competition. Right. Yes. And so, you know, that was a big factor in it being the highest grossing movie of all time. But that's the thing about Avengers. We have other stuff coming up. So we'll have to see where it goes from here. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I tell you, I have seen a lot of articles online. I just saw one today from IndieWire that it outgrossed Titanic, which was the number two movie. So mm-hmm. it's now the number two movie. 
And IndieWire was had posted an article saying it didn't beat Titanic and it never will. And so there was a lot of um, there's been a lot of hate thrown at um, Endgame by some members of the press. Of course, this is nothing new, but it just feels like there's a lot of animosity toward this superhero movie that <laughs> there's a, a you know the possibility that it might be the highest grossing film of all time. I mean, it's certainly one of the highest. Now it's at number two. Uh, James Cameron posted uh, on Twitter this picture of the Titanic being tipped over by the Avengers logo, <laughs> and he, he you know, of course, congratulated them. Now, mm-hmm. his Avatar, which he directed, is still at number one. Will it stay that way? I, I don't know. Maybe it'll beat it. Maybe, maybe it won't. But, uh, you know, at least, like I said, James Cameron, uh, that was really cool for him to, to give Disney that nod which I think is wonderful. I know, again, some people are not that happy that some superhero movie is doing so well, but, you know, what can you do? I will say this. I was very careful about watching reviews for Endgame until I'd seen the movie. And one thing that I noticed about a lot of the reviews, and I had to mention this because it's kind of funny to me, I have to say, but a lot of the reviews that I saw, I was watching them, and I noticed that... A lot of reviews, they would spend a lot of time just talking about what happened in the movie. And I just said to myself, why are you doing that? What, what's the point of doing a review of a movie if you're just going to talk about what happened in the movie, right? Don't just recap the movie. You know, express something else besides that. And so, uh, you know, then, of course, we, we do episode 65 of the Geek Watch podcast and spoilers for that uh, episode, I got on the microphone and spent all the time just basically recapping. We recap the entire movie. Yes, we, so <laughs> that's what so we I'm did. a goof, so I'm a goofball. <laughs> so in case any of you are wondering, you, you realize you just re- mostly recap the movie. Uh, yeah, I, I I realize that now. It's such a fun movie, and it's hard not to it's hard not to do that. Yeah, know, because I think mostly what we're doing. Uh, there was a lot of emotion and a lot of things that we enjoyed in that movie. And, of course, we just want to talk about the things that, that we enjoyed, and which was most of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, and, But we did talk about a few things uh, about the movie. But, yeah, I just thought that was, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, you know, if you can't laugh at yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you got to call yourself on your own BS sometimes. So we'll have to see. And, I mean, next week we'll see. I, I think this next week is really going to be an indicator of of what ultimately Endgame's going to do in the box office. Now, I mean, if it keeps the same momentum, well, it's going to make it another billion dollars, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the top-grossing movie. Now, of course, some people say, well, if you weigh it on on inflation and all that stuff, then Gone with the Wind is going to be the highest-grossing film. And I, I get that. Now, like I said, if it makes another billion dollars, well, then... But is that is that true? Because I... I was under the impression that Gone with the Wind actually didn't do too well in the theaters, and it was a while later before it became the classic that we know it to be. I, I could be wrong, but I thought that, that at the time it, it didn't do well because it was too expensive. They didn't make their money back, you know, along along those lines. But Well, I, I mean, there were so many. I, I think ultimately there were so many replays on it. But, yeah, I mean... If you go on to Box Office Mojo, if you look at their highest grossing movies of all time based on inflation, mm-hmm. their number one is Gone with the Wind. Okay. So wow. uh, again, you know, if it makes an if it makes an another billion dollars if the momentum keeps going, then I mean obviously you're you're gonna be looking at uh, Endgame as a as a top grossing film. At the same time, 
if it completely drops off, well, then we realize, well, you know, this was a big explosion, a lot of people right off from the beginning, but, you know, there's no momentum, which I get it. I mean, if everybody's seen the film and they've seen it as much as they've wanted to see it, you know, there you go. But for me, as far as staying power for these films, uh, I mean, Marvel films tend to stay in theaters and make money for a while. Mm-hmm. And then get get re-releases, you know, like Black Panther did. So Right. So, honestly, I mean, this next week is really going to be telling. So, I guess what we can do is just watch it, watch the numbers, see what's happening. Of course, we'll talk about it next week. (laughs) But since we're talking Marvel, uh, we had a trailer drop this week Mm -hmm. for Spider-Man Far From Home. This has been our... This has been the uh, most detailed trailer we've gotten so oh, far. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the one that had Tom Holland at the beginning right. saying, I'm about to show you the the trailer. If you haven't seen Endgame, stop watching now. But if you have seen Endgame, go ahead and get ready for the right. trailer. Which I, I found really meta that, that Tom Holland would be warning you about spoilers. Mm-hmm. Well, of course there's spoilers. It's Tom Holland. Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Tom Holland and his notorious spoilage. Right. I mean, pretty much any time he he opens his mouth, he should say, oh, by the way, there's spoilers. Mm -hmm. For what? Uh, Anything. There's going to be spoilers. But let's talk a little bit about the trailer. There are going to be spoilers for Endgame, because we're going to have to talk about this trailer. But, wow, the way they started it out. Mm -hmm. They wanted to make sure that you understood that we are going to be, we are going into a world post-snap. Yep. And things did not just automatically go back to the way they were as if nothing happened. Right. And, uh, you know, looking at it and first thing that you know, Peter says is I see his face everywhere. And, of course, he's talking about Tony and, you know, and looking at all the people who disappeared and came back. It's been five years. There right. are people who were their friends who have graduated high school. There are people who have lost their homes. Right. And now they have to. I just this is this is going to be it's very good that they are taking these things into account right. and making us really think here's the reality of it if you know you're gone and then you come back you have to deal with all of these things Exactly and so the death of Tony Stark is going to play heavily in this movie the snapping is definitely going to play heavily in this movie because well first of all because like you said there are people who have been gone for 5 years and are now back and you have like Peter Parker, who. What's interesting is I don't know if this is um, if this will play out in the movie, but if you look at his passport, there's no year on it for his birthday. They've taken the years off, which let's face it, how do you deal with your birthday if you've been gone for five years but you're technically haven't aged at all? Yeah, you know, it's just like uh, if that's you. That's something that this new world is going to have to you know right. decide on. There was a movie called Pitch Black. Right. With Vin Diesel in it. And it was an early 2000s movie, so it had its own website at the time. And you could go and you could learn about the characters in it. And one thing they had on there was actual age and aged plus cryo. Because in that universe, cryo sleep is a big thing. So you could have been asleep for two or three years. And then you're, you have your actual age and then your age plus your cryo. Yes. So um, this could be something that they choose to do. Um, I can't think of any other literary. It has to be out there. Other literary or movies or something that have done something similar, you know, to account for no aging kind of. Yeah. From what I understand, that's going to play a huge part in the uh, in the movie, because, again, 
Peter Parker is 16, technically speaking. If you look at his birthday, he should be able to buy alcohol, but he shouldn't be buying mm-hmm. alcohol, right? Because he's, you know, he, technically he's still 16, but he's actually closer to 21, mm-hmm. you know, 15, 21, you know. Oh, but he's going to Europe in this, so he could only have to be 18 to buy alcohol. So he's, that's his school trip. He's going, he's jumping the pond and he's going on vacation as he right. says to the police, I'm going on vacation. And he ends up in London and he, he ghosts. Oh, it's so funny. He ghosts. Nick Fury. Yes. He does not answer his phone because he does not want to talk to Nick Fury. And that was, it's like, you can't ghost Nick Fury. It's oh, hilarious. Oh, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love how Happy is going to be more involved in this film. And, of course, he's been working for Tony for so long. So, you know, that it's affected him as well. But, again, there's there's so much stuff going on in this movie. And also, they've introduced the multiverse mm-hmm. into this movie. So... The concept of the multiverse, which now opens up a lot of things, especially now that Marvel has the Fox properties back, there's a lot of stuff they can do with the with the multiverse. The problem with all of this is, of course, we get our first real introduction to Mysterio. And the basic premise that's laid out in the trailer is he was a hero in, an, in another Earth. The snap opened up a portal into this world, and he's he on this earth. Through, yeah. He got sucked through. Apparently, things didn't turn out so well on his earth, and he's going to try to save this one. Or that's what he's telling us. Or that's what he's telling <laughs> us. We all know Mysterio from the comics. Now, is this movie going to swerve us, and he's actually going to be a hero? Mm-hmm. And as a you know, bringing in the um, the multiverse. I mean, that's a certain possibility. But there's also a certain expectation because, number one, we know in the comics that uh, Quentin Beck, a.k.a. Mysterio, is an actor and a liar. And basically, I mean, this is his M.O. If anybody is going to lie about being from another dimension, it's Mysterio. Again, it's his M.O. So... I don't know how they're going to play this. If I had to lay money on it, Quentin is a liar. So I'm not sure. You know, Again, I, I know that the movie is really going to push for us to believe that Quentin is who he says he is. But if you're a fan of the comics, you know that Mysterio is the master of illusion. And this is his uh, this is his forte. And so I think he's lying. I think pretty much everybody else is is thinking that he's lying. But the one thing I have to say... I, I noticed that a lot of other uh, people notice this as well, but there's that one scene where Peter is wearing glasses and he takes them off and he goes, oh my God. And a lot of eagle-eyed viewers noticed that uh, they remember the scene from Avengers Infinity War where Tony Stark, along with Doctor Strange and Wong and Bruce Banner are standing in the middle of the street while... Uh, facing two of the children of Thanos, and Tony takes off the glasses and he uh, and uh, puts on his armor. The the nanotech armor appears on him, and a lot of people uh, notice that those are the same glasses that uh, Peter Parker takes off. Hmm. So this may be those glasses may be uh, Stark tech, and they may hmm. be allowing him to see something. Uh, something that obviously has shocked the heck out of him. Okay. So, I guess at this point, you know, I mean, uh, comes out July 2nd. And this is what's weird about I, I'll just mention this. They're bringing it out on a Tuesday. 
that is weird. Yeah, because normally yeah. movies come out on a Thursday. They it was going to come out on Thursday, which mm-hmm. is uh, well, which some is July fourth. Well, it used to be Wednesdays and Fridays. Yeah. So now it's the night before. It's you know Thursdays and Tuesdays. So I guess this isn't completely out of the ordinary. But uh, well, they were going to release it on July fourth, but I, they bumped it back to bring it out on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and so. Not sure exactly why they did that, but uh, what that will allow us to do, of course, is normally we record on Thursday, so mm-hmm. we're probably, instead of talking about, oh, well, it started out this week, I'll be able, we'll be able to talk about it, because mm-hmm. we, we'll, we'll have seen it. Now, something we didn't talk about last week, I, I kind of mentioned it a little bit, and there's reason to talk about it this week, but Sonic the Hedgehog trailer came out last week. <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I actually watched it. Yeah, I, I didn't have any interest in, you know, I, I never played Sonic the Hedgehog, so I don't really know a whole lot about it, but yeah, I watched well, it. Well, I did play Sonic the Hedgehog on Sega Genesis, and I wasn't looking for a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not that I had a, any, I was against it. But uh, then this trailer came out, and uh, n- the internet lost their collective minds. <laughs> Yep. Because of because of the way Sonic looks. Sonic is a little uncanny valley for them. Yeah. He looks creepy. I don't like him. Yeah. Know. And uh, especially with um, Detective Pikachu, which did so well, and people are really positive about about that movie, but Sonic, people were, lo- again, losing their minds. And the reason I bring it up is because this week... On Twitter, the studio's like, "Hey, we listen. Uh, we we Thank heard you. you. For your feedback. We've yeah. heard you. We've listened to you. Yeah. Yes. And they said what they're going to do is they're going to remaster Sonic so that um, he looks better, whatever mm-hmm. that means. We're going to change Sonic the Hedgehog for you. I got to tell you, I don't know how I feel. But well, I do know how I feel about that. I think <laughs> this is a mistake. Oh, uh huh. I do think this is a mistake, and not because I think that the the uh, Sonic design is, is all that good. It does look uncanny valley, especially the teeth and the nails. It is it is kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. And this is going to sound weird for me to say this because I am a fan. I am a geek. But sometimes you can't go with just what the geeks are telling you. The fan, the fans, the audience. Yeah, you can't uh-huh. always do. Once you've released something, you've got you to gotta let it stand. And I'll give you the best example because we've talked about this before. I enjoyed Shazam. I had a problem with the costume. No secret. (laughs) But if before the movie was released, if somebody would have called me and said, hey, do you think they should change the costume? I would have said, no, absolutely not. Do not change the costume. Even though I didn't like the costume. It didn't, first of all, it didn't ruin the movie for me. But here's the thing. Number one, the only thing this has done for the internet fans is it's made them enjoy the fact that they made a major studio, Paramount, stop mid-step and completely change stuff because they didn't like it. This has not made anybody now interested in seeing this movie who wasn't interested before, okay? But the other thing, too, is that this begs the question, if the studio has admitted, hey, we made a mistake here, where else have they made a mistake? That's going to be in the back of everybody's minds. Honestly, the, the studio, I think they got really nervous and scared about the reception of the character, and they decided to do damage control and make this change. And so, I mean, studios are not immune to this. I mean, not that they really changed the uh, the movie around, but, of course, when we got the Blue Genie oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, in Aladdin, it was 
basically because they had seen uh, a picture of the of the genie not blue, which is part of the movie. And they're like, he's not blue. <laughs> and uh, so people got upset. Well, he didn't look like the movie. And so they show him in the trailer being blue. And everybody's like, oh, my God, he's blue, just like he was in the, in the animated movie. <laughs> and so, to be honest, I, I don't know if making a change to Sonic is going to do anything but make people go. Maybe it's just something with blue characters. Mm. <laughs> it, it very Well, you know, they didn't change anything on Avatar. And it, it nope. and it. At this point, it's still the number one oh, movie. but they did change something on, oh, Nightcrawler. Instead of making him furry, they made his skin blue, and he put tattoos all over his blue skin. So, yeah, something to do with blue characters. Oh, that's very possible. <laughs> to be honest, I not that I think this movie was going to do really well, because like I said, I mean, like, I played Sonic, and I wasn't all that eager for a Sonic movie, but I don't think this helps them. Mm-hmm. I actually think that this hurts them. But I'm some- not sure about it, because... Look at how popular the Emoji movie was. So I think this, it's going to have, you know, the kids are just going to come out in droves to see this. How, so, I'm, I'm um, sorry. I'm sorry. Say that. The, the popularity of the Emoji movie? Yes. They're making another one. So, uh, yeah, they're, you know, the kids love it. You know, they're going to bring their kids out to see it. So are you sure about this? I'm pretty certain. Well, I, somebody should have learned a ver- very valuable lesson because the Emoji Movie was garbage. <laughs> yeah, if they if they are coming out with another one, what well, I'm trying to uh, it was Sony came out with the Emoji Movie. Mm-hmm. For me, they've basically redeemed themselves with with Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. They're probably better off making another one of those than they are bringing out another Emoji Movie. But we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that. But hey, sometimes you do have to make a correction. We got to bring up uh, the King of Memes. Uh, Probably for the next month or so, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, absolutely. And, you know, I watch Game of Thrones. I didn't notice it. I know that they have since removed the coffee cup from the shot, which upset me. I would rather them leave it there because that's one of the biggest things of this isn't going to stop you from watching it. (laughs) Yes, we made a mistake, but it's funny. And you're not going to stop watching Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And now it's like. It's like any time that you see a meme now, it's like it's it's a scene from a movie with a Starbucks coffee cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I forget. I, I saw it a couple of places, people making the reference to it. Well, it's not a Starbucks cup. It's a Westeros cup. Mm-hmm. You know, the best in, in dragon coffee. You yes. know? Uh-huh. So, And then I don't know if Starbucks did this in response to that, but I don't see how they could have got their marketing up in time. But now they have a dragon fruit smoothie. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I was like, man, if if they hadn't, that's an amazing coincidence, which is absolutely <laughs> possible, but that could not have happened any better than that. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, everybody has said, you know, all the people that gets paid for continuity, somebody needs to get fired. And let me remind everyone, there's nobody to fire at this point. The show is over. Yeah. We're seeing them now, but they're all in the can and all edited. They got their paycheck. They're they done. got their paycheck. This is the last season, so nobody's getting fired. <laughs> They've already went home. Okay, <laughs> so that's not going to happen. But that was just like the weirdest thing ever. I, and I wonder if it went through so somebody somewhere had to, especially I. I would say in editing, somebody somewhere had to go, oh, my God, they left the, somebody was drinking Starbucks, they left the cup there, and somebody didn't say, ah, nobody's going to notice. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to notice. 
underestimating the internet, obviously, because it, anything like that, people are going to notice. Well, um, you know, way back when, Alfred Hitchcock said the same thing to people about uh, when there were no shadows for the birds in the birds. He said, you know, we need, they said, we need to go back and put shadows in. He said, nah, just leave it. <laughs> yeah, so, like, who's going to notice? Yeah, who's going to notice? Just, just leave it. It's like, if, if people notice there's no shadows, then mm-hmm. I'm not doing my job. But yeah. yeah. It was a very dark episode. The whole episode, it was shot dark. It was uh, it was hard to see things at times. Uh, I heard about some people having to turn up the brightness on their TV just to see it, those sort of things. And when I looked at the picture and I saw the cup there, to me, it didn't look like there was a shadow of the cup. So it kind of already looked Photoshopped to me, yeah. like it wasn't really there to begin with. But people had to lighten up their TVs to, to see stuff. So it is absolutely possible they could have missed it. Or if it was just dark enough to look like a mug, you know, the kind of mugs that they used and that they were doing. It was a scene where they were doing a lot of toasting and they were doing a lot of knighting and they were doing a lot of, you know, um, making people lords and such. So it was a very party, boisterous scene. So Yeah, and somebody's going to want coffee. So. Yes. Uh-huh. So there you go. <laughs> well... So let's let's mention a couple more trailers uh, that dropped actually in the last couple of days to end up the show. And the first one, it wasn't really a it wasn't exactly a trailer. It was more of an extended scene for Brightburn. And you've seen parts of this in the last trailer, but it's the it's the woman in the diner, the waitress in the diner uh, gets attacked and has a bad time of it. Shall we say? <laughs> uh, obviously, doesn't uh, will not survive this. And um, I believe that this is a mother of a child that picks on our titular character, mm-hmm. our our uh, young Superman. And this was a red band trailer, so this was unpleasant. You could tell from the from the trailer before that her eye had gotten injured. You get to see how her eye gets injured. Ooh. Let's just say it involves uh, it, it involves uh, breaking glass. And it involves a very long scene of a piece of glass, a very big piece of glass being removed from an eye. And it's a close-up shot. Oh, that, that is, that's Salvador Dali right there. That's, yeah, it's, wow. yeah, it's pretty horrible. And, uh, yeah, she, she ain't going to make it. She's just mm. not going to make it. But, that, of course, they released this red band. They just wanted to let you know, hey, folks, this is indeed the prequel to Man of Steel. <laughs> In fact, it uh, it's even probably going to be worse. So it it looks like it's going to be well. It's a rated R movie. Yeah, and they should know. But I mean, there were people people taking their kids to go see uh you know sausage party. So I I have no. Hey, it's got a kid in it. Yeah, no expectations. Yeah, but that that comes out on Memorial Day. Mm. Uh, but there was one trailer that dropped today. Yeah. It's uh, chapter two. Yeah, chapter two. Oh, oh, yeah. Just when that started off, Brian. And, you know, uh, having read the book, I knew who that woman was. Yeah. And I knew what was in those teacups. Yeah. Uh, and then she started that whole, my father. And it's like, oh, it's, that's straight out of, I can read it off the page in my head. Yeah. That's straight out of it. My father, my father. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it um and it was in a sense it was a bit of a, a of an extended scene as well. Mm-hmm. And it helped to to introduce the Losers Club and and all of that. Of course this movie uh, I'm really interested to see this because everybody who's read the book, I'm sure they pretty much all agree that the part with the kids was the stronger storytelling than the part with the adults. 
but what I've seen in that trailer, I'm like, I, I can't wait. And it has been confirmed. I'll just say this. It has been confirmed. We are going to see the ritual of Chud. It is in the movie. Wow. Okay. And I'm huh. like, how? Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm like, how, how are they going to do that? But it's right. there. The, mm-hmm. It's it's already been confirmed. Yes. Okay. And they know how crazy it's going to be to put this on, on film. But they're doing it. They, it is in the movie. They've huh. already. It's already been. In, it's already in interviews. Been uh-huh. saying it. Yes, it well, is in there. Okay. Uh, spoilers to those of you. You know, uh, the tongue twister. He thrusts his fist against the post and still insists he sees the ghost. Well, in chapter one, the movie chapter one, we only hear that one time, and that's such an important part of the ritual of Chud. Right. So I don't know. Well, they may refer back to it because it. Okay. Lo- I mean. Because you do see clips of them as kids, mm-hmm. and we may get some flashbacks. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, for people who've not read the book, that tongue twister was basically uh, used to, to to break a stutter, right? Stuttering so, bills, and right uh, to help with his stutter, and then and that's what they end up using uh, in the ritual of Chud, which is tongue twisters and jokes and riddles, and so yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see that, but they just didn't seem to have made it an important enough plot point in the first movie for it to be such a big deal in the second movie, as I guess is what I'm thinking and seeing right now. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I would I would definitely agree with that. But uh, yeah, I like I said, when I heard, yeah, the ritual Chud's going to be in there, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. But then again, this, this was like when I was uh, watching season one of American Gods, there was a lot of stuff that showed up there that I had... <laughs> yeah, ha- did not expect to see at all. But mm-hmm. uh, again, a lot, I mean, Stephen King he he jumped up on Twitter and said, "I've seen it, and you're going to love it." Mm-hmm. So he's happy with it. Yeah. But like I said, I mean, I knew that the chapter two, the second movie, was going to be the tough one because it's it's the weaker of the storytelling, mm-hmm. as far as the source material as, goes. Yeah. As far as the the source material is concerned, mm-hmm. but really, I, I can't. I, it's going to be like I said, I'm. I don't know what to expect out of the second movie, except that it's obviously they're not going to pull any punches at all. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I can't wait. I'll be there. I mean, I was I was the guy who, with chapter one, decided uh, instead of seeing it in a theater uh, near me to hop in my car, drive three hours to Columbus and see it uh, in IMAX 3D. Yeah, because you want to see a a 10 story tall Pennywise, the dancing clown that's dancing yay. in your lap. Yes. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I was thinking, but <laughs> I may, I may do this again for part two, just for complete <laughs> sake. But yeah, we got that uh, September the 6th. And again, I'm just going to bring this up more stuff for good omens. We're seeing more and yeah. more of it. And Oh my good. Mm-hmm. May 31st, the end of the month. So at three weeks away, but countdown to good omens. And I got to tell you, I think you and I we're gonna have to we're gonna have to make that our our viewing review uh-huh, our weekly yeah our weekly mm-hmm. review f- when it comes out and talk about that because uh, yeah we finally found out that uh, John Hamm is not God I thought he was gonna be God uh, but he's one of the angels one of the archangels yeah so you know a Gabriel or a Michael situation here so but it's very exciting and <laughs> I, I cannot mm-hmm. wait and, and there's, there's you know so what much- and also uh, brian for once supernatural's over and then you finally decide to watch it you will be amazed how much they pulled from 
good omens because there's a demon named Crowley, there's a demon named Azazel, and so how much they pulled from good omens. So you'll be excited when you yeah. finally do decide to take up Supernatural. Yeah, now one thing I will mention, and this is something that Neil Gaiman has said because people have asked him, he's like, look, if I haven't read the book, you know, should I just hold off on it and watch the show? And he said, no, you should read the book. And the reason for that being is that, number one, there are going to be Easter eggs from the book that are in the show that you're not going to pick up unless you've read the book. Okay. But he said the thing, too, is that we were mindful that we wanted to make this a love letter to, for people who've read the book. And so there are going to be things that happen in the show for people who've read the book that, you know, if you've read the book, you're still going to enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. And there, there's some things that they've added to the show that were not in the book. And so just because you've read the book doesn't mean, you know, you don't need uh, that the show, there's no point in watching the show. And so he suggested, you know, read the book. He said, you'll enjoy the show more if you've read the book. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I wanted to, even though we're still three weeks out, I did want to bring this up because you've got three weeks to finish the book. Read so your book. Mm-hmm. Read, the, read the book or get it in, on audio. I've been listening. Uh, I have the audio version. I've been listening to it to kind of revisit it. Who I'm read trying, it? I, I forget who it is, but it's okay. but he's great. He's mm-hmm. he, it, the one a, that I listened to was a very a very you know a posh British voice, mm-hmm. and it it sounded perfect for it. You know, it was it might this be the is same. exactly uh, yeah, what, what you hear. Uh huh. Yeah, I think it's I, might, we might have we might have the same mm-hmm. uh, copy of it. But uh, yeah, I'm when Good Omens rolls around, we will definitely mm-hmm. be talking about it um, week by week, and I cannot wait. Because when I listened to uh, American Gods, that was a full cast recording, so there were you know like thirty voices. Right. So that's uh, but this was. This this was one voice, very, very high class, posh sounding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. yeah. Three weeks and counting, folks. And uh, hit the library. Hit the library. Mm-hmm. And so, with that said, we come uh, to the end of episode 66 of the Geek Watch podcast. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for the latest in geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. From Andy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the Geek Watchers out there we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch Podcast. If you enjoy this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch Podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production.